1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hey guys, this is
2: Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the Guys of Coppin Practice.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Coffee and Fracas, powered by Twitch Media Group. I'm your host, returning from a long vacation away from the pod, Mr. Krish. And today, I am joined by two of the best people we have on the pod. Um, we have Pitstop's off own, Anik, and we have Julian. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this blustery, I'd say it's a very blustery,
2: uh, Tuesday evening as we record? Yeah, I'm doing good, Krish. I'm actually doing really well, yeah. Nice, nice to have you back, man. Nice to have you back. It's good to be back,
1: man. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah, I'm, i alright as well. I'm tired, you know, what I mean? but it's good, it's good to have you back, man. You're back like Triple H after the knee injury, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're back, so it's nice. I, I hosted once; it was very tiring. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> you did, a
0: very, you did a very good job, by the way. Oh, um, thank
1: you. Man. Don't wanna do it for. A while, I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man. Good. It's, it's it's good to be back. Um. And what a, what a pod to, to, to be back on to, and, you know, a game to talk about. Um, peak Barclays, as you put it, Julian, honestly. It is one of the better games of football I've ever seen uh, as I enter my twilight years. I say that, I'm only 30, uh, twilight years. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get stuck into it. But, of course, as always, I have to talk to you all about the Cop and fracas Patreon page. And my word, the boys uh, this week... Uh, So the previous week on the lead up to the aforementioned game against Manchester City did an absolutely phenomenal job with every single piece of pre-match content that was out there. You had Anik hosting the the weekend preview as he gave a little bit of a preview of all the games of the weekend. And of course, our game against City, fantastic pod. We had our free pod. That we gave, yeah that's right we gave something out for free a little bit of a taster we had uh fahi and mike sitting down with manchester city fan rick to discuss the discuss the game some good laughs and some really good insight there it was it was a long listen but it got me through my friday and you know i, you know, I had me even more pumped from the game than i already was and of course we had the illustrious uh the well known the most wanted, the most listened to um, thing on our Patreon page, the post-match pods where uh, I believe it was Harold Farouk and David broke down uh, instant post-match reaction to the 2-2 draw against City. And I mean, for £3 a month, you're getting more, I think you, I think you get more for £3 a month than you would go into the sweet shop. You know what I mean? You're getting all the goodies, you're getting all, you're getting all the Freddos, all the strawberry laces, everything you want from the copy and Frackers page Patreon page. And guess what? We've only got more stuff to come, especially with the international break coming in as well. We'll be working on a little bit more stuff. And, of course, give g- you know all the stuff you'd love to see from the Cop and Fracas page. So do head over to the Patreon page. That is www.patreon.com forward slash Cop and Fracas. And subscribe from just £3 per month today. Let's get stuck into it. Um, Pete Barclays, like we said. Um, and I'll start with you. That had pretty much everything you'd expect from a great game of modern football that essentially had two of the best teams in Europe going going up against each other.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely agree, bro. I mean, you can see why these two teams over the past, I think three seasons, I I think since uh, August, 2018 have put up like almost 280 points. You know, you can see why they've been able every year of, 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 of when they were in their prime to put down like 90 plus points. They just are, it's Liverpool and Man City are just so good at attacking, so good at defending, so good at literally relentlessly going at it. I've got to, i got to be honest. The first half was a bit of a drag. It was a bit, it, it was a bit boring. But the second half, they literally showed us everything that the that the two best teams in the league are about. And yeah, it, it was a fantastic advertisement for football. Obviously, the result wasn't the best. But um, regardless of that, it was it was a great game to watch. And for the neutral, definitely entertaining.
0: Oh, for the neutral, you got all your money's worth there. You know what I mean? Um, same weekend as the Bond film came out. And I think that might have had the game at the weekend, but it had more action than that, in all honesty. Uh, Julian, I'll come to you. Um, you know, like I said, two best teams in, in Europe there. And I think one thing that we're, we're very much guilty for in this modern age of football is taking things for granted. And you saw two teams, like Anik said, for the past three, four seasons have gone bar for bar with each other in Europe and the Premier League and set new heights that we think were crazy when we thought about them as kids. Mm -hmm. No one could ever reach these milestones, these points totals, but my God, they do it. And just the, the football we have seen from both of these football teams is just absolutely sensational.
1: Yes, yeah, it was blockbuster football. It was what the... "Quote unquote, a beautiful game is all about. Um, it was about two managers that were really just out wanting to play football. Uh, we these days we're very um, we're quite unlucky in the fact that we're not as expressive. We're more tactical. We're more um, functional in terms of um, what, how we get things done. But these two managers don't do that. They 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 when they when it comes to the big occasions, they want to play football. They want they don't want to sit behind the ball." Um, they don't want to. They 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 don't want to make it a ball fest. They don't want to go for the draw. They they want a straight win. Um, and it was just blockbuster football. It had everything. It had moments. Moments of magic. It had semi screamer. Uh, great goals. End to end, especially in the second half. Uh, Managed uh, man, and this is great. Uh, managerial tactics as well. Um, managerial changes. Um, even Klopp mentioned it in his um, interview after that he had to adapt in the second half. Um, but yeah, it was amazing—an amazing game of football. Pete Barkley, as I've as I kept saying, um, we take the, as you say we take it for granted. Um, especially some people can let their um, biases and and hate, um, you know, sometimes cloud their judgment. But you can't deny, you can't deny um, Liverpool and Man City and what they've been doing over the last three, four seasons. And it was kind of a reminder to a lot of to a lot of the league as well, like you know, d- d- the levels that need to be touched for them to for them to win the Premier League, for them to either take Liverpool or Man City away from the title. Um as much as Chelsea's been the great I'm um, sure so Chelsea fans would have um looked at that game and been like, woof, we've got a long way to go in terms of tactically and being able to um play the best football in the league.
2: I just want to piggyback off that Julian and say that, you know, throughout the Premier League era you've always had two teams that have been rivals and, and have gone at it. So you look at Arsenal and United Back in like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, from like 2008 to 2010, you had like Chelsea and United. And I think this time round when you got Liverpool and Man City, I think mean, there's like a bit of respect there between the teams. They're not like back when it was, you know, uh, Pizzagate or whatever. They're not managers shouting at each other. They're not players, you know, chopping each other down on the pitch. Like there's a bit of respect between the two teams. And I think even Klopp said that... Um, I actually like Pep Guardiola. I'm sure Martin Tyler said that during the commentary. So you can see that there is a bit of respect there between the two teams. But make no mistake about it, they're not too respectful of each other. They still want to win and they still want to play like pure football in their own ways. And you saw City definitely trying to play their game. And you saw Liverpool definitely come out of their shell in the second half and try to express themselves Mm -hmm. on the pitch. So I personally think we're witnessing, well, we have potentially witnessed the greatest ever season in um eighteen nineteen in terms of a, of a title race but yeah still these two teams are just fantastic and I don't think it will ever get matched in the Premier League era
0: I completely agree um, it's it's a weird one for this season because I don't necessarily think you'll need an absurd points total as you've not needed in the past uh, I don't think you'll need kind of like the 96-98 points but I think one thing you do definitely need is to be able to show some semblance of a run that looks like you are able to gain that ninety eight, ninety eight, ninety uh that that points total. Um, yeah, I
1: definitely feel like this season is going to come down to momentum. Um the first team to fall um is the one that is going to be left behind. It, it, whoever just gets a good run of maybe five, six wins on the trot and then yeah. they're keeping that pressure it'll, I think it'll be similar to ninety uh the the 1819 season where it it's gonna it's gonna be fine margins, very fine margins.
0: It's you know what Julian, I'd actually say it would come down to the team with the most intent at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of your one of your, your favourite words, <laughs> um, you know what? we well, I'm going to try and get that trademarked as a Carphone Exclusive. The intent, Julian's intent. Um, but no man, I mean yeah, It's just oh, the the football we see from, from both of these teams is absolutely sensational. Now I've got a little bit of a Man City love fest out of the way before we do get into the um to get get into the actual fixture itself. I want to talk about the brilliance, the absolute brilliance of Mohamed Salah. Um, Going to make a little bit of a sweeping statement. I, I don't think it's anything controversial to say, and I think it's bang on the money. But at the current time we are recording this podcast, and we are recording this podcast on the 5th yeah, of the fifth of October, uh, and the current time is um, 18 minutes past eight. Um, Mo Salah is the best footballer on the planet,
1: yeah, facts. facts. Um, he is yep. here. Um, let's stop. Let's stop being humble. Um, Let's stop giving flowers to guys that are, you know, in the yesteryears that were, and by the yesteryears, I mean, you know, three, four years ago, because that's how fast time moves, Um, were the main players and the main, and, you know, the guys winning the trophies and the guys, you know, um, setting records. Let's, let's stop living that time and let's actually look at what it is now. As in the words of our legendary manager, Um, uh, Rafa Benitez, we only deal with facts not fiction and Salah is putting up numbers on a consistent basis since he's come to Liverpool, he's won the best accolades there is to win in club football Um, while most of his peers that you would say um, were better than him or were at a level level above him um, were doing um, at the times where we could possibly say they were the best in the world but now if we're speaking in October uh, 2021, Salah is the best player in the world. Um, he's there's no denying it. He's so inevitable. He's so clutch. Puts up the numbers. And again, he and any team can get it. It's not like he's he's hiding at um, like certain stages. At every stage, um, anytime, any any team can get it. So, yeah, man, Salah is the best player in the world. Um, and yeah, there's nothing people can do about it. To be honest.
2: Fully agree. Fully agree, Julian. I think. Mo Salah's numbers like speak for themselves and I'm I'm going to say it now I think he is the greatest ever winger in the Premier League And you can quote me on that, because personally, I don't think there's any other winger that comes close to Mo Salah. People might say Eden Hazard, this, that and the other. No, he don't even come close. You know, Mo Salah, I'm like Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard went like 365 days without scoring a goal. Mo Salah, as Julian alluded to, every single year that he's come to Liverpool, he has consistently delivered. And he's not just consistently delivered in terms of goal scoring, which he's done. He's also creating chances. Yeah, everyone says that Mo Salah is greedy. They might even say he's a system player he's not a system player because how comes he's putting up 1.01 ga for egypt how comes he was putting up 0.96 ga when he was at roma you know how how comes he managed to do so well last year get 20 goals if he's a system player so i think especially when it comes to rival fans there's a lot that they can throw at him but i think from rival fans it's now the reluctance to accept his greatness they're very reluctant to accept that he is that damn good and Honestly, we're witnessing greatness. As with anything, the only um, the only point I have about Salah where he can improve, and that is just his his conversion rate. I expect him to score in the crucial moments, but that's just something we've become accustomed to. Regardless of that, I still think he's the greatest ever Premier League winner and um, greatest ever Premier League winger, not winner. And and honestly, we should we should appreciate it because. He is that damn good, and the contract situation. FSG, sweat <laughs> out, please.
0: <laughs> it got to the point of the weekend where I was sitting there thinking, you know how like you see that student loan payment come out every month. I was thinking, you know what? Just, just for, for most salary is <laughs> that special. I'd be willing to give up, a, you know, I'd to ration a portion of my salary to help fund his weekly wage. Um, he's fucking, up. he's just, he's absolutely superb, and I always, you know, w- w- with all things with me. I either bring them back to two things. I either bring them back to wrestling, or I bring them back to anime. Um, and Mo Salah is, you know, much like in Dragon Ball, he has found a level beyond Super Saiyan. And I don't know how he's done it. And He's just managed to evolve himself even more as a footballer this season in comparison to other seasons. Like you said, Anik, he's, he's creating chances at a, at a ridiculous rate. He just seems even more... Just just driven and he's just got so much more of a killer instinct And to be honest. I've he...
1: actually I actually wouldn't I I actually give him more credit. I wouldn't even say he's been working on his game and his early showing this season. I feel like since he's been at Liverpool, he's gradually progressed his game. Um he's been like a bit harsh um on him before saying that you know he's he's you know um assisted by a mistake, but now nah, he's actually made the conscious effort. I've seen him since he's um season after season to dribble more, to pass more, to make crosses uh, more. Um, it just goes under the radar a lot. Like Mo Salah has been just literally wanting to reach the next level all the time. And that's exactly what you want from a player. And to see that post that he made um, on Twitter and Instagram about how he's saying that the result, even though it was a great game, it wasn't what he wanted and he wants to win the title. This is the mentality we wanted at Liverpool for for years, forever. 100%. Someone that actually wants to win the title, that's not going to stumble upon it and then be like, OK, this is a great season for us. Let's see where we can go. Someone that's from day... From they match game 6 7 even match they won they know they are going for the title when elite mentality elite athlete elite player there's nothing more to say about mo man. and to any point he's not the greatest winger in the in, in the premier league history for me but greatest right winger for sure um greatest right winger he's in the he's, he's in the best premier league 11 100%
2: Yeah, by the way, on that point, like, Henri, I'm classing as a forward, by the way. So if anyone wants to come back and say, oh, Henri, I'm putting a different position. I'm putting Salah as, as a winger. Um, but yeah, by the way, Julian, he is better than Ronaldo in the Premier League, uh, and statistics back that up. I just thought I'd throw that in there just to make you aware of that.
1: <laughs> fair enough, eh? <laughs> fair enough. Eh? Fair enough eh? No worries.
0: If there's one thing, if there's one thing we know about Anik, he can weaponize a statistic to his own, for his own uses. Uh, it's, um, it's quite impressive at times. You go, would sit in action, and you'd like, "Wow." Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, he's he's so good. It's it's absolutely ridiculous, and you know, um, unlike other players in world football, he's not getting called a tramp by his teammates, and that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: that was funny, by
0: the way. Yo, oh, cool.
1: yo, let's put your teeth by that. Yeah, Mbappe is moving like a renegade, like he's moving crazy out here. I, I, do, I, I, love I love it. He's, he's yeah, exactly like, nah, fuck this, man. Like, you, 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 you guys, think you can do this to me, to me. I mean, yeah, like, I, I love him, Mbappe. I hope you can't bring him to Anfield, man. He has elite mentality. Love the guy.
2: <laughs> you know what I saw last week when they were playing against um, Man City, like. It seemed as though he wasn't like you know when you you know when you play football and you like pass he wasn't given like the he wasn't making it easy for Messi and Neymar like he was having to like make them work hard to go and get the ball and he was like you know when you want to make a run like he was just running for the sake of running he wasn't running to like it, like intently or actively get on the end of the ball it was um he it, be he was, there. it was quite crafty mm-hmm. to see actually
1: yeah he does want to be there he's such a great footballer that he wouldn't even notice it but he just does yeah. want to be there he's like I'm yeah. just gonna play. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna do my thing, and if it goes on, it goes on, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. Good player, though.
1: I like him. <laughs> top, top guy.
0: Top um, guy. As we, as we kind of alluded to earlier, um, it, uh, for, for me, it's a little bit weird that there's still this kind of stigma against Mo Salah and certain aspects of his game. So, why why do we think he's not more revered and thought of more highly outside of you know our LFC fan base? I think, um, I think for me. For me personally, I think it has a. It's a mixture of, of course, with all things uh, Liverpool. Liverpool taxes applied onto that. You know, the hatred seeps into people's veins so much it becomes like venom. Um, by the way, if you're planning on going to the cinema to watch that, don't do it. It's it's a truly a terrible, terrible film. Um, and of course, I think it kind of has something to do with how people view kind of African players as well. I don't think African players ever really get the kudos that they deserve. But for you guys, what what, what do you think it is that you know? other fan bases and you know just kind of world football don't don't see in him that we do
2: I personally think it's just a as as I said about five minutes ago I just think it's a a reluctance from other fans to accept the greatness like as I said when it comes down to his stats they're so good and for a player that you know quote unquote always comes on it plays on the right wing always comes onto his left foot and has got only got one style of scoring and he's only good because of the system they just don't want to accept it like another stat statistically he's had the greatest ever premier league season and united fans don't like it because he's trump ronaldo's record that year seventeen eighteen, his first season i'd like to call it his first proper season in the premier league he came in and he'd done an absolute madness and for a player to come in and put down 60 goal contributions in one season is absolutely fantastic and if you're going to tell me that that's a right winger who always comes onto his left foot, and it's so predictable, you know what he's going to do. Rival fans and and people outside of Liverpool are just so reluctant to accept that. Obviously, the fact that he's from Africa, and he's he's a Muslim, I feel that that makes a big difference as well. Um, But personally, I'm just going to talk about um, from what we see on the pitch, and The fact that he does that and the fact that you know he is a right winger and he's not an out and out striker and he's getting all of these goals people just don't want to accept that he's that damn good but in actual fact he really really is so yeah yeah.
0: 100 man i I, I couldn't agree more um yeah i think he's just it's funny you say that because iron robin did that for basically his entire career and he's beloved for that one thing cut in Mm -hmm. on his right shoot on his left Iron Robin special, beloved across the world. But it's funny when obviously when it comes to it comes to Liverpool player, it's um it's in a different way. Uh, Julian, what are your thoughts?
1: It's just, it is just people are just reluctant to give him his flowers because he is a Liverpool player. Um, it's because we're not used to um, in history, um, even though we've had uh, Ballon d'Or winners before, um, especially as of late. But giving Liverpool the flowers of having the best players in the world because probably we've never had that. Um, <laughs> people can't fathom that he's the best player in the world. Maybe it's because, you know, he doesn't quote-unquote play like, you know, a silky player like Mares. and, you know, he doesn't, uh, even though he's a great dribbler of the ball and he, he, he goes to speed, maybe he's not as graceful as people would like, you know, as, as they would like him to be like Messi or Ronaldinho or Ronaldo. Um, but he is, man. He Like, the best be rule, like, his productivity is elite. He gets into every single team in the world and comfortably. Um, he puts up the numbers. He wins the, the biggest, the biggest uh, trophies there is to win. Um, he puts his team in title challenging positions. He's 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 incredible. Just an incredible player, consistent. Um, so yeah, man, I, I really hope in his little, uh, this is a PFA Player of the Year season, Golden Boot as well. It looks like. Um, but yeah, Salah, he's just incredible, man. Absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, I need to double
2: check all the actually know. Gold Golden Boot at the moment. Where's it all standing? Uh, I think it is actually standing with Salah or oh, Antonio
1: it's, um, Salah, Salah is six six goals Salah and Vardy are, are going for it
2: yeah I think I think Vardy uh, yeah so that, so that means Salah has more goal contributions than Ronaldo and Lukaku combined yeah Oh,
1: I, I told you about that <laughs> Lukaku <laughs> Feather. I told you he did indeed
0: <laughs> there, Julian has warned so us about Lukaku in the past um, <laughs> the Tims will come back to haunt him at some point yeah uh, they always come, <laughs> you know. Dread it, run from it. The Tims, they always come back. Um, let's let's talk about the game itself. Um, you know, first half of the game, and I'm really glad that you know Klopp did say this. You know, in his press mass conference when he said, uh you know, we must not forget about the first half, how uh, how very difficult the first half was," and you, you can very much see how we kind of you know when Liverpool play Man City, you know how we're going to kind of approach these games, especially at Anfield. First half 15 minutes, the crowd is G'd up, everyone's adrenaline's pumping and you you go for the attack, you you want to set the tone and play as you need to go on. Um, I think City did a very good job of being quite conservative and blunt to see out the first, first 15 minutes and suss things out. And this is where the overload on the right-hand side came in. So, Anik, I'll come to you first. Do, do, do you... Uh, that overload on the right-hand side where they were kind of setting up, you know, greenish on Milner and then having Foden kind of coming to float in, do you think that was some really good tactical work from Pep to kind of like notice that? Um, And the, and kind of the second part of that that question as well, do you think that right-hand side is a bit more vulnerable due to the aggressiveness of our midfield
2: now? Uh, Yeah, definitely. So, so on the first point, obviously, you know, Pep, Pep knew Trent was missing and he is definitely one of our most key creators but also as a defender he's very good like his one-on-one stats are very very good and we've seen him play very well against city um so it it was an obvious weakness there we knew that you know milner playing right back was was going to be a potential for city to exploit us and and boy they did i think cancelo he is he's really good like he literally camped on the edge of the box like that's how far forward he gets and the way in which Greedish plays, in which he comes onto his right foot and Foden, I knew, I think he even put in the chat, like he always balls out against us, Foden. And so I oh, think yeah, from...
0: We've, we've got rid of... Sane's gone. It's like, okay, one demon's left that always terrorises yeah. us. And then this bastard then, comes in. Yeah, comes, yeah like, he like, comes years, It's like, oh, exactly.
2: it. I mean, I mean, Milner played well in, in the first half. Um, but, you know, it's... Like, it it was just obvious to see that that they were going to expose us down the right. It's like a lot of teams, even last season, done that against us. Even when Trent was playing there. So, yeah, I was expecting them to exploit us. As soon as Foden came out to the wide left, I knew he always plays well against us. So I just had a feeling that that was where where they were going to exploit exploit us. And lo and behold, that's where they scored from um, in the second half. And then the second part of your question yeah i mean i've been saying this i have been saying this for a while but our midfield is like featherweight at the moment man we need legs in there and against brentford henderson wasn't wasn't getting back he wasn't getting about the pitch as he should you see our our midfield it's it's very dynamic it's very industrious and it's looking like we haven't got the legs there honestly really and truly we we haven't got the legs there and we, we we don't have enough depth at the moment um so yeah I, I personally think moving forward, that's going to be a real problem for us, that midfield. Um, especially, obviously, Thiago's out, Elliot's out. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a bit of a problem for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, it's. I think it's exacerbated a bit more from the fact that with the pressure the City were mounting on, we gradually went back about five yards, about like every five minutes. So, we were just kind of like, under the cosh for so long, and the midfield were having to cover even more amount of space on unhe- heavy entire tired legs. Henderson, especially, I- who I thought you know, uh, I've seen a few people obviously praising his second half, where I didn't particularly think he was that great. Mm. In- and anyway, the midfield
1: myth- but- battle in didn- battle in the game was very poor, <coughs> even on Man City side as well. I feel like De Bruyne didn't have a great game. Um, Rodri really was, was-, really? was kind of getting ran around. Um, Bernardo, to be fair, was quite silky, but he didn't really have a, I would say, a big centre mid, a centre mid performance. Um, yeah, the the midfield battle was quite poor. So I, thought, I definitely feel like in the first in the first half, that's what we, um, both teams were trying to do. We we're trying to play through the middle a bit more and use their midfielders, but it just wasn't working. We just kept cancelling each other out. And then second half came. Um, that's when everyone started to go a bit more wide. You know, we started to give the ball more to Salah so he can make dribbles. The same with City. They started to give it more to Foden, looking wide for goals. And the, uh, I thought that, that was quite unfortunate to concede the second goal. First goal, great work from Foden, to be honest. I can't, there's no... Uh, it's, a,
0: it's a fantastic goal. It's one of those where you look at it, you think, could Alisson do a little bit more? But no. no. It's, no it's, 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 it's perfectly placed. It's per- if it was, it's, you know, Near post, you but have thought, yeah. enough. You need to do more with that, but it's placed with the right amount of precision, and the right amount and, of power. there and just like.
1: And he had at the right time to like to, to just kind of catch Alison out. So that was a good goal. Mane's goal, uh, big credit to him as well. Salah gets a, a lot of credit for that for setting up the dribble, the 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 the, the eyes to get to get the pass off. Uh, Mane, great finish as well. And then Salah's goal, of course, we've spoken about. Incredible, incredible goal. um that 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 level of dribbling, um, taking players on, holding guys off at the same time, strength, pace, power, control, and that finish was just incredible. Um incredible, incredible goal. Probably one of my favorites of his at Liverpool to be honest. Um, you know what?
0: Let's uh, let's 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 talk about it. Let's let's, yeah. let's get it out of the way because it, it's, it's the thing we all want to talk about really. You know what I mean? Um uh far he said he was on the floor. Um I somehow ended up in the kitchen and it's just one of those goals where you just think how has he managed to do that? And the weird thing is, as soon as he kind of beat his first man, you had a bit of a weird inclination that there was only one way this was going to go, and it ended up in the exact same place in the exact place you thought it was going to go.
1: He went all the way. It was, was, was
2: like a, it, it was man? like a throwback to the Everton goal and the Tottenham goal he scored. As soon as he um, got it past Cancelo. I was like okay we, we like you see we, we all knew what he was going to do he sat down bernardo he glided past the port and he just buried <laughs> that like the, the worst thing about it is that goal deserves to win any match It's oh, probably 100%. the goal of the season to date, and it just leaves that little sour taste in your mouth because that, that goal is deserves to win any football game it was pure genius pure pure genius just oh,
0: the way you sat bernardo silver down and then gave him the best possible <laughs> view uh, one of the best goals you'll ever see in your entire exactly, life. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a work of art, and yeah, you're, you're completely right. I mean, it's a goal that was was very much worthy um, of having match winning status. And uh, this, this, I want to talk about City's city second goal because it's it's very much a two two headed animal, really. And I think they do get very lucky, and they get two massive deflections. Um, off the ball in and then obviously from the goal itself because if it doesn't come off matt I think Alisson's got enough there to save it and keep it uh, keep it out in terms of positioning and obviously Sterling was it, I think it was Sterling who was right in front of him um, where it could possibly be you know, denied for offside but again some of the, the, the marking wasn't the best from the midfield again so yeah, but uh, what, what do you guys think about
1: it? I think we're picking that straws, man. <clears throat> Honestly. I think those things happen. We're gonna have lapses in concentration. Like, I don't want to sound like a top red, but I didn't think our midfield had a good game, of course. Like I'm not I'm not gonna say we um there's anything to write home about um our midfield, but these things happen. Um I think that like, we're we're looking under a microscope too much um with the marking and things like that. Yes, maybe someone could have um um Henderson could have covered a bit more. Instead of being in mid, um further up in the pitch, but if there was a counter attack, then what? Um, so yeah, I, I'm not too fast. It was it was it was a well deserved goal that City got because they did play yeah. well in the second half. Um, it's unfortunate because it was a it was a, it was obviously a deflection. So ah man, I, I'm I mean I'm I maybe I'm I'm getting soft, but I don't I don't I don't think that's anything for us to write home about. Um, but Fabinho, um, I remember that chance though. He really should have took that chance in the
2: second half. Really, yeah, should have and I, I, I think that's what it is. We, we spoke about it earlier in the pod. It's those fine margins, and we got to make them count because we could have, we 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 should have got three points against Brentford. We now conceded what, and I thought what I and I what I honestly think was was a poor goal, the second goal. We were literally everywhere when it came to defending like Gomez didn't know where he was it took a couple it um I think it went to Jesus or someone in the middle and it just ended up at De Bruyne's feet he shot with his weak foot taken two deflections gone past Alisson and just as you mentioned there Julian like Fabinho fair enough he wants to just try and you know collect it and and bury it but he could have gone with it first time I don't know it's just those fine margins like yeah and and it is it is is going to get annoying because we need to make it count, and obviously, you don't win the league in the first seven games, but you can definitely let it get away from you. And you know, I'm, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not happy with the points total so far, um, especially if we're going to be gunning for the league. Look who City have played; City are probably our main rivals. They played Liverpool away, they played Chelsea away, they played Tottenham away. I'm not going to say okay. Tottenham; is you know, it's not not that hard a game, but you know, they they, they played two of the top teams away, and and they've got. Results they've got four points from that, so yeah, I kind of would have expected a bit more, especially yeah, at the stage of the season. I'm, I'm
1: with I'm with Annick as well. Um, I did mention on, on the weekend, you know, two games where you don't win against your title contenders is a bit, it is, it's not good, it's not bad, it's not, it's not like, oh, you know, this is where you know we're going to lose the league, but it's just, it's just, in my opinion, just a, a bit of a kick in the teeth. You always want to get an advantage, you know. Um, and now I have to go to their stadium. So, yeah, man, I, I think... think, go
2: on. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt you again, Julian. I think after the international break, it's all about like getting momentum and, and yeah. getting those wins now, yeah. like win after win after win. Because especially in the league, if you look at City's fixtures, they look very straightforward Um mm. and they can really go on that run. And we know, we've seen City, as soon as they go on that five-game winning streak, you know, it's going to end up being 10, 12, 13 straight wins. And, and that's really where the league's won and lost over that Christmas period. So we need to make sure we're, we're ready for it and get our heads down.
0: So it's a weird one for me because I, I completely agree. I think the Chelsea one is, is very frustrating for me because I think it's, it's perfect scenario at the wrong time. Um, I think you have that exact same game late October, early November, we do the business and we, you know, come out two one, possibly three, one winners there, um, it's just, you know, you're still that early in the season. You're trying to get the muscle memory going back again, you know, for this thing. But the one thing I've seen from the team and, you know, the mentality, um, especially from this game, especially in the first half, uh, as poor as it was, it's a definite desire and a willingness to go for this league yet again. They know what the goal is. They They're all kind of backing on this collective journey, which... You know, you think after, what, three seasons now of, you know, trying to challenge, successfully challenging for the league and, you know, being in the in the hunt and in the race to, to the very last day of the season would be a bit of a difficult difficult buy-in, but, you know, definitely not for Liverpool. And I want to kind of take it back to the game we had against City last year where we kind of had a 15, 20-minute period where we were so, so under it, they were just jumping us left right and center you didn't know where the punches were coming from you don't know who punched who you know that i've seen in russia where he goes which one of y'all did that <laughs> it was <laughs> it's very much akin to that and i mean the willingness to kind of have city for cities to have a lot of the ball but not create a lot of chances in this game in comparison to the last one is very telling of how much switch, how very switched on and down for the cause this Liverpool team is um so uh, this is something I'm gonna, I was going to ask a little a bit later on. But are you are you guys a bit more optimistic now in terms of you know expectations for challenging for the league, or are you kind of very much still on the same path you were at the beginning of the season?
1: I'm, I'm so, definitely so, still on the same path. Yeah. Um, I feel like you know I've always said that even when we didn't sign any players, um, I still expect this team to be challenging for the league because they are good enough. The, the talent is there, but. It's just moments like Fabinho having a game like he did um, against Man City, where he's literally our only DM, if we're being real. Um, We can't put Henderson there anymore. Um, Thiago maybe can be there, but I personally feel like in the Premier League, um, him being a DM is something that you don't want to experiment with. So things like Fabinho having a quite last performance, um, which has probably come from fatigue. Um, And then he's probably going to now go off to uh, international duty with Brazil, come back and that's, this is a heavy period heavy period for us as well um we're going to have so many games um champions league um some FA cup games uh, obviously who will get a rest for those but it's just yeah things like that you saw midfield as well um henderson not looking great uh biscuit being biscuit thiago um having an injury it's just things like that where you feel like reinforcements is going to be needed um so we so we don't have games like we did where we didn't control the midfield or you know we're not we're not at the races um, because we can only rely so much on Marnie and Salah as that game showed itself. Um, maybe against the lower teams we may be able to get through it, but yeah, man, it's just things like our midfield being so lackluster and not having options, which can kind of scare me. But I still think we're going to be challenging for this title one hundred percent. These these players are good enough.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I, I agree with that, Julian. I definitely think. We're. I would like us to think that we're going to be there or thereabouts. Um, obviously, there's a still a long way to go in the season, and like, let's make no mistake about it. We've not like had an embarrassing result as yet. We've not been like you know, United and you know lost to young boys or drew at home to Everton. Like, we've not had embarrassing results. We've just had like disappointing results. I mean, we feel as though we could have got more out of it. Looking ahead at our fixtures, I think the Champions League is going to be really important. I know I keep going on about how the group's going to be difficult. I would love for us just to wrap it up so that by match day five or six, we're in a really good position so that we can focus on those Premier League games in December. You know, we've got big games against United coming up. um, And then obviously West Ham as well um, in the early part of November. I feel as though we just need to make sure that we just get that bit of momentum going. I'm liking the fact that Klopp is doing a bit of rotation here or there and it, and, it, and it was paying off, you know, playing Cater in a few games, you know, bringing in Milner, Simicas here and there. And, and it's good to see that we have that little bit of rotation and it's working. It's just about the results, man. And we just need to make sure we come back from an international break refreshed and, and ready to go because cause this part is now crucial. There's no more international breaks now, is there? March, no, there's I another think. one in November. Oh, there's another one in November? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. All right, that goes it's... out the window. Um, <laughs> so until the next <laughs> international break, we've got to get our heads down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird one
0: with this international break, because you know. I'm, I'm very, in, I'm, I'm anti international break, um, as as many other people are. Mm. Uh, but I think, weirdly enough, this this specific one for Liverpool has possibly come a really good time where, you know, like we said, you you can bring a few more players back up to speed. Your Kaiters, yeah, hopefully Tiago's, and especially in the midfield where. We essentially played the same midfield setup for three games in, in a week with very very short turnarounds um, in all of them, and that fatigue really showed. And if there's one, if I think if there was one change you would have liked to have made for the City game, if you you know if you were to ask Klopp, if there was one player you would have liked to play in this game, it would have been Thiago. And to have Thiago in that game, I think would have changed it up a little bit differently. Having someone, you know, the only thing that was really frustrating me was when we kept trying that diagonal ball. In the first half every single time from massive going forward if you have a little bit of a different outlet there maybe it's a little bit more different you get a bit more control of the game um and someone who could shuttle over a little bit more so so yeah it'd be really good to kind of get these guys back and fit and firing
2: um for post-international break really um sorry Anna, go on. Yeah, yeah i was just gonna actually say on the tiago point I actually think in the first half, if he was playing it, would have helped us? Because with City playing, you could just see that they just basically had six midfielders. Um, yeah. well, they, they were literally just had so many midfielders and they were dominating us in the middle of the park. We needed to get some control in the middle because that first half, let's be honest, it was quite poor. Um, I think if Thiago would have, been, would have got on the ball in the first half, he would have actually just given us that little bit of control. I remember just vividly like Curtis Jones picking up the ball a couple of times in the middle of the park and just literally running down alleyways uh, sorry blind alleyways or cul-de-sacs and he just just couldn't get the ball out of his feet same thing happened a couple of times with Henderson and just as you alluded to whenever it went to the centre-backs I remember Van Dijk just trying to spray the ball a couple of times over to Mane and it just wasn't getting there let's not speak on Mane as well because like that's like <laughs> <laughs> that's like a contentious topic because first half he was like not on it and then he, he, he just keeps popping up with the goals though so you can't you can't throw any shade his way but yeah, Marnet, I'm just not oh, yeah, I'm just not seeing it from him this year.
1: Yeah, Marne is it's I love the production. That's all I'm gonna say. It's all about yeah.
2: that. <laughs> I, and, I and and as long as he keeps scoring, I'm not gonna go yeah. too harsh
1: on it. Yeah. And the crucial goals, it's not that like they goals where he where he scoring man. it's like like four with four one ahead or three one ahead. He's scoring goals which we actually need. So he's popping up with the goods, man. He's his all round game could be a bit better, but production is there, man. It, and it's and it's what's looking like um, elite production from <clears throat> because not many wings are doing what he's doing right now. So we just got to take the rough with this move. Man.
0: Exactly. You just
2: take it, man. Just take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he needs to take off the true religion jeans and the tombs off, man, because some of his <laughs> first touches been heavy. My word. Um, it's been... It's just it's been, it's been insane. But no, um, you know, it's kind of go back to the game again. Um, the, the second half, especially, you know, we are all screaming... Fuck's sake, you, you could make about four changes, even though we were only allowed three subs because it was that bad. What do you guys think changed from first half to second half where we kind of allowed ourselves to be a bit more dominant in the game? Because second half, I think we by far, second half, we were the better team.
1: I feel like, um, in the second half, um, our attackers just took more responsibility, um, in this in like they held on to the ball a lot longer, they weren't relying yep. on quick, incisive passes that they used to from their midfielders. Um, so Kamani Salah and Jura, we're both holding on to the ball, dribbling dribbling more. Um, as you can tell, Salah with the with his two goal uh, with the two goals that we scored was taking more responsibility um because I kind of felt like they were not left on an island, but it felt like you know the usual avenues wasn't working. Um usually Trevor will be there to help up with the attack. He wasn't um, Henderson wasn't really um effective in the, in the second half. Um the Robertson uh, had a quite a game. Um, he didn't do anything special. Defensively, he was fine, I guess. Um, but uh, offensively, he wasn't really helping out um, uh, Marnie like he usually does. And of course, um, Jones, in my opinion, got lost in the game a few times. Um, you know, second,
0: second, half, half, second half, he was remarkably better than
1: the first half. Yeah, he was remarkable better than the first half, but steady-eddy performance in you know, it. wasn't anything to write home mm. about, if I'm honest. So, yeah, the the, the the attacker just took more responsibility, and that's what you want more of. Your front three to just take responsibility and... And hopefully,
2: uh, put 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 goals on the board. Yeah, I I backed up with exactly what what Julian said there. Um, obviously, Salah was 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 key to both goals. He picks up the ball, and I personally think it was a lot of individual uh, brilliance from a few, uh, from our attackers. So, so Salah picks up the ball in the first instance, glides past a couple of players, slips in Money, All Money has to do is one touch, bangs in the net. Second goal, you know. That was, that was that was an amazing goal um and then even salah could have contributed to a match with an assist as well when he when he, when he flicked it over for a bit for fabinho the the one point that i want to mention though is that we're not creating enough and it's obvious we missed our chief creator in trent and i personally think it was lacking the second half I, I didn't think we created enough in the second half I think it, a lot of it came just from individual moments of magic. Even even when um, Jota got the ball a couple of times, he 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 tried to spin off the defender and get a shot away. He turned a couple of times. He could have squared it off to Salah. It was more about what I saw—the individual players trying to make a difference on the pitch. I don't really think it was a tactical change as such, which which helped us. Um, but yeah, especially going forward, man, we we need Trent back because he's 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 our main creator and we, we need him back the sooner he's back the better
0: yeah water carrier for sure um it's 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 weird we're missing from a defensive point of view too so when we get when we get you guys thoughts on the james miller performance from this game because um difficult uh, difficult when you're going up against especially when you're being you know there's free man coming down your side they're very much looking to try and get in your midfielders aren't tracking back, you know, quick enough because they've got he's, too much space to kind of manage.
1: He's thirty-six, man. That's that's <laughs> yeah. like uh, you got a young, you got a young whipper snapper like Foden bombing down the wing, full of confidence. Like he's thirty-six, man. Like I don't really feel like it would be fair to like get onto his performance, even if bad. He's, he's just thirty-six, man. Like a thirty-six-year-old centre mid playing that right back. It's literally what he says on the tin
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that that just that just highlights our lack of depth as well like it, imagine playing a 36 year old center midfielder as cover for our right back it's 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 not good enough because where's neko williams is he fit he's not fit is he or is he what do you play played though it, Even exactly was. exactly what i mean there's just not enough in, not enough depth there milner
0: so this is the interesting thing. So to quite off, Anik. Um, yeah. I'm surprised they've not tried to do this more in some of the, the Carling Cup games. Well, not Carling Cup. I'm showing my age there. In the League Cup games. Um, mm-hmm. Shimakas at right back.
2: I've seen that online as well. I thought that, that could be an option. Why not?
0: Why not? Exactly. The guy can defend. The guy can cross. He's very good on, you know... He's very good on set pieces, which is, you know, something for, we'll cover in another part because the dead ball situations that I'm seeing with, you know, direct free kicks and uh, some corners
2: has been, uh, just to put it that way, but um, yeah, why not? I think, I think if Grealish was playing on the left, so you put, if you play Simicast right back yeah. so if yeah. Grealish is playing on the left, then maybe, yeah, it could work because Grealish is always going to come in, it obviously favours a left foot or right back, so maybe that could work, but I think... With Foden there, I think he always likes to go outside, and obviously for the goal he he went on the outside and he struck it. Yeah, I, th- I think Simicast could have worked, um, but obviously like like Milner played midweek as well. He played against Porto, played a good good amount of minutes there. Now he's played again against City. I think he, let's be honest, he was lucky to stay on the pitch. Like he, he could have could have given away a penalty in the first half. It was White, obviously it's
1: on it's the edge. White, yeah.
2: 100, bro. 100. Come on, there's the second half one that let's be honest. That was he should have deserved to have been sent off, but yeah, we we, we got a jail free there. Yeah, that was bad.
0: A little bit of the uh, one of the things I did mention, did see with the midfield as well is um, from City's midfield, especially as well. But Bernardo Silva had, had a right game, um. And
1: he's just, had a good season, yes, yeah, so bro. He's it's seen, it's he's insane.
0: One of the guys they were intent on trying to flog this summer. Um, you know, if he's not there, we probably win the game.
1: They even spent a hundred million to sign him again, literally the same age. Like, where that greedish fella,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's looking a bit P for Grealish, man. One of those expensive signings, one of those luxury purchases that you, you don't particularly need, but you just want it. You know what I mean? It looks nice on the old, uh, looks nice on the old mantelpiece or whatnot. But um, but yeah, man, it's um, it's been an interesting season for sure. Um, we'll be back next week with a bit more of a kind of an in-depth look back at you know the season so far and you know what we think of the next next few fixtures as well. Um, I'll, I'll say it now. I already can't be bothered with the Wofford game. It's a hard to kickoff. kick-off. It's a new manager. Um, <laughs> I, I can't be <laughs> honest with it. I, I, I think I said it in the group chat. I can't be bothered with Tom Cleverley turning to Perla. I can't be bothered with it. You no, know it's you know
1: his head, bro. It's,
0: yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where you can't be asked with it. And it's Wofford as well. The last last memory of Wofford away was quite painful. Oh, um, so. was difficult.
2: Sorry, Chris, you know, you, Chris, you applying for the Watford job soon? Then, yeah.
0: Well, scientists have already predicted that you know, in ten years, um, <laughs> one in two people would have been the Watford
2: manager's job. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like crazy, the amount of managers they've had since like oh, twenty eleven. I was day thinking that
0: you know, I, I think I'm generally at the, I'm generally convinced now that all Watford managers are just like oh, they're on freelance temporary contract and they have to do a timesheet <laughs> and well, kind of keep within IR35 whenever, whenever exactly whenever.
2: that's what it is
1: <laughs> because you know it's it's a six month contract roughly
0: it's a, <laughs> <It's> a short term
2: <laughs> deal man you know what i mean um oh, yeah man room. we yeah we have got to get revenge on Watford for that man 100% we got to get revenge oh, for that man. Yeah. absolutely man
0: um but yeah um anything else you guys want to pick up before we kind of uh, kind of kind of end the part
1: Mm-hmm. Not really. I, know
0: did, I know mugger did an hour and fifty minutes uh, on their part, so that was that's something. That's when you know there's something wrong. So I mean, we're all right, you know we're uh, all
1: You know, you okay. We don't need to. Get, um, it's not. It's not like a mini funeral over here. You know what I mean? Like, we're, yeah,
2: I mean, we're, as I said, we we've not had a devastatingly bad result as yet.
1: Lost. Just we haven't lost
2: a... so. We're all right. We're all right. We just gotta kick on now. Just gotta kick on and get the results, man.
0: Exactly. I mean, as 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 Mo Salah said, we wanna win this league. And you start as you you know, you start as you meet to go on. Let's convert a few of these draws into victories, get a good run going. Let everyone think, Fuck here, now. I thought these guys were finished. I thought they were done. I thought we kind of left them in third place last year. Nah. Nah, we're coming back. It's the revenge tour. It's the Liverpool FC revenge tour and hopefully it ends up with a lovely piece of silverware, if not two pieces of silverware by the end of the season um, that has been your episode of Cop and Frackers for this week I have been your host Krish um, great comeback, great game to talk about some great guys to talk about it with I've been joined by Anik and Julian so until next week unless you're a Patreon subscriber and if you are a Patreon subscriber we'll, we'll see you uh, probably on Thursday as we've got some really good shows planned in the lineup there. And if you want a Patreon subscriber, what are you doing, man? Come on. It's three pounds a month. Head over to ww.patreon.com forward slash copper francass inside today. And we'll see you very soon. But if you're waiting until next Wednesday, we'll see you then. Stay safe. Stay indoors because it's fucking windy outside. We don't want you to get blown away. Pause. Um but yeah, we'll see you soon. Cheers.
2: Peace.